Welcome to SJL Daily. I'm Pastor Steve Kelly, and our Bible reading plan for today includes the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, verses 26 through 50. In the readings for yesterday, we covered Mark's summary of the Passover meal that Jesus celebrated with his disciples and the institution of the Lord's Supper in the midst of it. Now, in today's reading from Mark, we see that after that supper, the disciples sing a hymn, then immediately head out of Jerusalem through the lion's gate of the city and down to the base of the Mount of Olives to a quiet, secluded area known as the Garden of Gethsemane. Let's pick up today's reading at verse 26. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all fall away, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though they all fall away, I will not. And Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he, Peter, said emphatically, If I must die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said the same. This is the word of the Lord. When I was a kid growing up in the church, I used to shake my head at Peter when we read this part of the story that comes around just before Easter every year. He so boldly claims that he won't deny Jesus, even, quote, if I must die with you, he says. But as the story goes on, we all hear that within just a few hours of making that statement, Peter does deny Jesus, not once, not twice, but three separate times. Then the cock crows, he feels badly, we feel badly, and we say to ourselves, Oh, Peter, you foolish man. And yet, somehow, somewhere in the back of our minds, we're trying to convince ourselves that we would not have done that. We would have stayed true to Jesus. We would not deny him, even if we did have to die with him. (laughs) Yeah, right. Peter takes all the heat for claiming that he would stay true to Jesus, then failing miserably at it. But I suspect he takes all that heat only because he was so much more vocal about his claim of loyalty than the other disciples were. After all, they had all said that they wouldn't deny him as well. Look at the end of verse 31. After Peter makes his bold claim, Mark writes, And they all said the same. All the disciples, in one way or another, said that they would not deny him. Now jump down to verse 50. And they all left him and fled. And we do too, don't we? As soon as the discussion starts to get a bit touchy or heated, especially if it's in front of a particularly vocal or high-ranking person, you know, the atheist down the street or the loudmouthed socialist co-worker or the boss who just hired the new VP of Equity and Inclusion, 
In front of people like these, we may not outrightly deny Jesus, but we surely find an excuse to change the subject or duck out of the conversation or, or remember that appointment that we've got to get to in a hurry. And the results are the same, aren't they? Jesus is left standing alone, defending himself while his followers have, well, how did verse 50 put it? All left him and fled. We can shake our heads at Peter, but there's a lot more of him in each of us than we care to admit, isn't there? But here's the really good news. That, too, is one of the sins that Jesus died for. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, please forgive us our failures and our fears, just as you forgave Peter and the other disciples that night. Change us through and through to be bold for the gospel, to stand strong for Jesus' sake, to rely on your Holy Spirit for the words we need to speak the truth about who you are and what you have done for us. In your Son's name we pray. Amen.